tears. Many of us have finally realized that the war against the Jews, as Lucy Davidovitz called it, did not end in 1945. The British and French fought the 100 years war centuries ago, but we Jews have been fighting our war for survival for over 3,000 years. Yes, we have been lulled into complacency by ceasefires and exiles over the many, many centuries, but the war against us, wherever we are, continues unabated and has never stopped. Recently, we obtained some world sympathy after the atrocities committed on 7 October 2023, just as we enjoyed world sympathy after the Holocaust. But now that we project our strength, all that compassion and understanding has dissipated. The non-Jews of the world would drown us all in a teaspoon of water if they could. The past two months have seen many tears flow here in the Holy Land and by Jews around the world. Many have been killed, still more have been seriously wounded, both physically and mentally, and our nation is in mourning for all of our losses. No Jew is immune, as there is no one who does not have a relative, friend, or acquaintance who has not been seriously affected by the war. The past week, however, has also been witness to tremendous tears of joy as many hostages have been reunited with their loved ones. The deals seem lopsided and come at great cost and risk, but they are no doubt the result of the strength we have demonstrated on the battlefield, pressuring the enemy and forcing it to beg for a ceasefire. Marsha, Rav Shmuel Eliezer Halevi Edelis, teaches us in Masech the Shabbos, Kuf Hei Amid Beis, that one is only allowed to cry in mourning for the deceased, but not for any other reason. That we are at war is not a reason to sigh and cry. We cry in mourning for our dead brothers and sisters, but not because we are fighting, displaced, in financial hardship, or confused by the sudden change in priorities. The Talmud in Tainus, Choftes Amaralef, explains that when our forefathers cried when they heard the bad report of Israel's ten spies regarding the status of Eretz Israel, God told them, you cry for no reason, so I will give you what to cry about, meaning the eventual destruction of the, ho- of the two holy temples. Asks Rav Biederman, is crying such a terrible sin that deserves the destruction of two commonwealths? Are there not much worse sins that warrant punishment? Rav Biederman goes on to tell the story of the Rijana Rebbe who heard his daughter give a moan, a krechts. He scolded her, explaining her, explaining that, that thanks brings more thanks to be thankful for, while sighing brings more sighing, and projecting happiness also brings more happiness. No, crying is not the worst sin, but God told the Jews, if you cry for nothing, I'll show you what you can really cry for. And likewise, if you are thankful, I will give you more of what to be thankful for. If you try to be joyful, I will make you even more joyful. We cry and mourn for those who have perished, but we don't sigh and complain about our current situation. For the first time in millennia, we have our own army to protect us and defeat our enemies, and we should confidently and optimistically look forward to good tidings ahead. Shabbat Shalom.